Nick and Matt Jackson. You're listening to the Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. Too sweet. Suck yeah. Welcome to a special edition of the Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. This is Corey Richmond, joined as always by Jason Brooks. Jason, uh, when I was uh, earlier today, was recording a future episode of the, uh, the other podcast that uh, I work on, the You Don't Know Jackie podcast, every Wednesday from the Fam Dude Network. Just saying. All of a sudden, I looked at my phone. I was like, okay, that's interesting. Uh, this guy got released. Oh, oh. Then this guy, then this guy, then this guy. And all of a sudden, we've had the worst day of WWE cuts since 2000, June of 2014 when our current WWE champion, Drew McIntyre, uh, was released with Jinder Mahal and some other, you know, yeah. some other guys. And then before and, and that... This, this pales in comparison. Oh, yeah. And then before that was in 2005, uh, was I believe was known as Black, Black Wednesday, where the Dudley Boys and other people were fired. But this is a whole different story. And... It's one of those things that's going to turn the world on its WWE on its ear, and usually on a Wednesday, that's that's the beginning of our happy time as wrestling fans. When you know we're getting ready to watch NXT and AEW, and hoping to be talking about you know how good or bad you know Moxley versus um, Swagger was going to be tonight. But we got you know more important things to talk about. We're going to talk about the roster cuts today, how that's going to affect the WWE right now. Get a little into the backstory of, of from what we know. And we'll both be looking, you know, on Twitter. And if you want to follow us at WorkshootPod, following all the big names in the industry to see if any more names come out. But a lot of people, unfortunately, lost their jobs today. Some people, some writers were put on furlough, which I had to look up to see what that meant specifically today. But, uh, Jay? Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't know what furlough was until, like, pretty recently. Yeah. With, with this whole thing. So, basically, they're going to be able to get their jobs back when things settle down. Essentially, but you don't. But apparently, you don't get paid during this time. You're no, supposedly... you do not. You do not get paid, but you can collect unemployment. Right, and uh, and the and Dave Meltzer actually put out a tweet earlier today saying for all the wrestlers who did lose their job that under the uh, coronavirus there is a uh, unemployment thing that they can go to, so which is a which is a good sign. I mean, listening to things early. I know I'm rambling on here, but listening to Brian Alvarez earlier, he was saying that from he's hearing. They're hoping that you know once this is done, they can bring back a couple of guys. But, but you know, let's let's get into uh, let's get into this. The biggest names, I guess, on the list were, uh, were Rusev and Carl uh, Anderson and Luke Gallows. What's, yeah. what's your thoughts right off the bat here? Um, you could put the Hall of Famer Kurt Angle in that, but he wasn't an active competitor anymore. I mean, they broke up a stable, <laughs> so that's so that that's uh, an interesting thing. As far as Rusev goes. You know, they've really struggled with him. Um, I think they they really pushed him hard. He had that John Cena feud at WrestleMania. And I felt then he did the Rusev Day thing. And I think they really have not known what to do with him. He's funny. He's charismatic. He's good in the ring. He can be a heel. He can be a face. And I think the WWE never figured out exactly what to do with him. And this is why kind of the position that, that he's in, unfortunately. He seems like a really good guy who's really worked hard to get it where he is. Um, as many of you know, he donated like $20,000 or $30,000 of his own money to WWE workers who were laid off during this or weren't able to work, like security staff and things like that. Uh, and then just a couple of weeks later, he gets released. So it's really just a just a, um, a real rough deal for him. Uh, his wife works for the company, 
So that's also interesting. I don't know where that goes if she leaves. I know she's a big part of their Total Divas series, so I don't know what happens with that. Um, I think Anderson and Gallows will come back. To me, though, Corey, one, Rusev was negotiating to possibly stay, trying to get a big money deal, maybe trying to get more say in, you know, pushes for his character. And the OC signed what appeared to be a pretty big money deal because they had really, you know, they had leverage with AEW. Um, so, and they signed big money deals. So it'll be interesting to see if Gallows and Anderson do go to AEW. Again, I want to preface this by saying, I don't think anyone's going to AEW anytime soon. Like, I don't think that's happening. The revival, I know that that was maybe kind of in the works even before this, but as far as anyone who's been released today, I don't see them appearing on AEW television anytime soon. And we'll get into a little bit later on who we think might be good fits for AEW or ROH or TNA or MLW, all these other companies. Because that's, that's the interesting idea of the fantasy football aspect of this. If, you know, terrible things happen, where do they go after this? But let's just get into a little bit of what we kind of know about the history of how this all started. So apparently, late last week, when we were doing our shows, you know, we had heard that Florida was being reopened for business for uh, non-essential. Well, it was already open for non-essential employees, but all of a sudden, wrestling and MMA was now considered non-essential, and we all were like, "What are you talking about? You know, there's a stay-at-home." I'm sorry, you well, want to here, here? I'm actually going to correct you. They were considered essential, so any non-essential work and any non-essential businesses could not run. Any essential businesses could run. But MMA and WWE were considered essential for reasons right. you'll get into. Right. And so we were all sitting there going, all right, this is this. And all right, may, they should go and tape as much as they can as soon as possible. They were originally going to tape over the weekend, you know, basically four days straight. Then McMahon decided to go and, you know, after SmackDown, we're going to go live. We were all talking about our last episode on why this might be. And then all of a sudden, we're finding out more information that we, we all knew that Tr President Trump had um, Linda McMahon as the head of his small business um, in his cabinet. But all of a sudden, we found out that suddenly she's part of the super PAC, which we don't not trying to get super political here, but it's part of the super PAC that donated $18.5 million the day before this order came down from the governor of Florida saying that all of a sudden... These were essential employees. And then, all of a sudden, the XFL goes under, you know, they, and they decide they're going to cancel the, uh, the rest of their season. I know that was in a little bit earlier. And all of a sudden, all their employees are gone, and now the company's filed for bankruptcy. He's maybe getting some of his money back. There's rumors on the fact of that maybe because they lost their TV, you know, TV wasn't going to be there. So, 1 plus 1 equals 2. We found out that the WWE actually owned basically 23% of the company when they initially said they had nothing to do with the XFL, but we donated $18.5 million to Trump, we reopened up the company, and then all of a sudden we've got to get rid of $4 million worth of salary every month, so a bunch of guys lose their jobs. Yeah. I'm not saying, I mean, as a, you know, as a company, I, I, I work for a major company, I think some people may or may not know, I work for CB, CBS Television as, as my daytime job. And recently, with the coronavirus for quite a while, they were like, if you didn't feel comfortable coming in, you know, stay out, be healthy. And then this past Thursday, they sent out an email saying, 
if you if you still don't feel comfortable, you'd have to start using your sick days and your personal days and holidays and everything. So I understand these companies have to do things because they're losing a lot of money. And we could agree or disagree on why this is being done. But this all looks super fishy when you can give $18.5 or $6 million to become, you know, viable in Florida to the Trump campaign, but you can't keep these people on uh, on staff or refigure out these contracts or something to maybe to backload or something. Jason, I mean, I... It's- Corey, I, Vincent Man is worth $1.7 billion. They have, according to Dave Meltzer, $500 million in cash reserves. That's... For you guys who don't know what cash reserves is, that means they have money just sitting there. Doing For a rainy nothing. day. Right, in case something rainy, terrible happens, rainy, right? Rainy day fund. They have money just sitting there. $500 million. The employees they released are $4 million in yearly salary. Not $4 million a month. $4 million in yearly salary. Now, you know, give or take, obviously. They're, they have $500 million in cash reserves. So... Companies do what they do. Corporations do what they do. Corey and I have different views on that. I'm probably a little bit leaning more toward one way and he's a little bit leaning toward the other way, which is fine. But this looks terrible. This looks absolutely terrible. But here's the thing. The WWE is not AEW. They're not MLW. They're not Impact. They're not a wrestling promotion. They're a company on the New York Stock Exchange. Yeah. The people that they are, um, th- their investors, the stockholders, that's who they're indebted to. That's who they need. So this is about them, right? So we know that their, their pre-COVID numbers are going to be good. We know their next quarter is not going to be great. And basically what Vince is going to do is he's going to say, hey, look, we released all these people. We got rid of all these people, you know, because... So someone put on Twitter, I had an argument with someone on Twitter saying that they're losing money. Here's the thing. Are they making as much money as they could, as they were last year at this time? No. Are they losing money, meaning they're not profitable? Absolutely not. They're still profitable. Just those TV contracts alone make them profitable. And cutting 20 wrestlers and, some, and furloughing producers isn't going to cut their margins that much. When they're paying Cain Velasquez, whatever, Brock Lesnar, whatever, Goldberg has made tons of money. When you're paying those guys that much money, releasing some wrestlers, this is a a face-saving move from the WWE. And as a company that is on a New York Shock Exchange and has investors to a certain extent, I get it. They want to make it look good. However, you combine the Super PAC thing with Linda McMahon the governor magically deeming WWE essential business and then them releasing all these people within the midst of a pandemic, meaning they can't go to an independent promotion. They can't go to MLW or AEW or Impact. They're not running shows. Well, Impact's running shows, but these other companies aren't running shows. There's no independent wrestling happening right now. So there's nowhere for them to go. So hopefully, you know, there, there are there is aid out there for people who have been fired during the coronavirus. A fr- good friend of mine was furloughed, so he's actually getting unemployment. That's how the heck I know about furloughing in general. But what they're doing is just so incredibly shady. Uh, it kind of makes me sick to my stomach. 
But, you know, I, and I hope that these guys end up okay. Um, hopefully they save their money. Um, like Steve Austin always said, it's not how much you make, it's how much you save. So hopefully these guys have saved some money. Uh, these guys are making a lot more money than they did back when, you know, 2005, when people were released back then. So hopefully these guys have saved their money and I think they'll be okay. And some of them sounded like Mike Bennett was very positive. Thank the McMahons basically said that he'd be fine. You know, they'd be fine. But man, Corey, this just looks so bad. It looks so bad. And it's really, really a bummer for these wrestlers. Um, some of them, you know, they haven't wrestled in a while are, you know, considered quote-unquote jobbers. But, you know, for someone's livelihood to be taken away with no real means to get that back at this current time, it's just, it's awful. It's awful. Absolutely. And uh, like I said, we're going to get more into, in a few moments we'll get into who got released. But one of the things, you know, this this is, this does just because you were released today doesn't also mean your career's over. I mean, back in, like, in 2014, uh, like I said, our current WWE champion, was released, Drew McIntyre, Jinder Mahal, Curtis Hawkins, Evan Bourne, Brodus Clay, Camacho, JTG, who was somehow still getting a paycheck all that time later, Yoshitashi. I mean, so some of these guys will resurface again in WWE. Two of those guys on that list became world champions. One for, you know, in you know reasons that still, you know, today feel slimy with trying to become bigger in India with uh, Jinder Mahal. But like I said, our current champion was on that list the first time. You know, you have people, this is a terrible day, but these everyone knows, and this may not be the end. They may come back. But today, like you just said, it looks really bad with all the evidence or stuff that we are learning that comes from behind the scenes of what's happened in the last week to ten days with Vince McMahon and this company on how, you know, another thing with like this, going back with the XFL. Did he, apparently, I believe it was last week or two weeks ago, when the WWE stock was at like thirty something dollars, all of a sudden Vince McMahon took out a bunch of stock, uh, sold a bunch of stock, and then all of a sudden the XFL goes belly up. You know that, and like I said, this is not, and this is not, you know, crit- at least on my end, this isn't, you know, criticize Vince McMahon for for forty five minutes to an hour. That's not what this I'm is, doing here. This but is I mean, about connecting the dots, right? Right. Like this is. You, if you're a WWE mark, like some of the people on Twitter are, who are saying he needed to do this and blah, 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 and he needed this, fine. That, that's, that's cool. That, that's your opinion. Uh, I have my opinion. But our thing for you as the audience is we're trying to connect the dots for you guys because to me that's what this all comes down to, right? It's not a surprise the XFL laid off literally all its employees. Vince supposedly trying to sell the company and then – what, less than a week later or a week later, all these wrestlers are released? This, you know what I mean? This all goes hand in doing live shows, a super pack. All these things are, are interconnected. And that's the real thing that we that we want to, you know, kind of uh, press upon you guys for sure. Right. And like I said, we're, we're coming from the, you know, the outside looking in, the idea of, you know, if this was our company, we all would love to say that we'd be the perfect business people. We would keep everyone on staff and we would try to help people as long as we could. So, I mean, the idea that what Vince McMahon is doing on paper looks terrible, what he has to do to save his own company, I still think is ridiculous to the fact that they have these huge television deals, and I think they could have, you know, the 1.9 rating that they had this week for quite a while, and I think that's what it's going to be, and they'll be fine. So, I mean, I understand that next, and this is another thing, 
next, I believe it's next Thursday, when we do a show, it'll be right after their latest, you know, first quarter um, numbers for the stock market. This is going to help this. This, this is going to help the stock. The idea that you know you've cut all this stuff. I mean, last what about a year ago they decided to cut pretty much all of their house shows for except for like a key couple of ones during the holidays and different things. I mean, this is no. all on paper. This looks great, and this is going to help investors say that WWE is going to be a financially stable company. But just the human interest, and I, I know that I'm usually the guy who comes off a little bit less, a little more heartless on some of these things, but the human interest part of this, this looks terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to me, I don't know. They're, they're cutting a couple of wrestlers, some of which I don't think they're killing it in terms of making a ton of money. And yes, they lost a lot of money at WrestleMania. They, you know, $22 million, they're saying, or whatever, right? And that's, a, that's something that they bank on. So basically, it's not that they're losing money. They're not making as much money as they would be projected to make. So people who are stockholders are worried about their, their you know, selling, you know, worried about their stock price. That's what this is about. And by this face-saving move, people are like, oh, okay, well, maybe. Even if the face-saving move is BS, which I think this is mostly BS, to be honest with you. Um but man, it just it just really looks bad. It really looks bad, and you know a lot of you know very few wrestlers have come on and killed McMahon. You really haven't heard that much. Fans are, um, but you really haven't heard wrestlers do that. Um, so you know that's a factor, and you know so Corey, you know we we have a, our little chat box to do a little inside baseball. Um, so Corey, what is up with the Saudi Arabia shows? Are they not doing them anymore? Uh, from yeah, from what I read, for, for the now, time now, being, there so won't be. No, the Saudi Arabia shows are humongous revenue sources for them. They make tons and tons of money from the, from Saudi Arabia. That's why they do these dumb shows Thursday afternoon or whatever that nobody watches and no one cares about, and none of the wrestlers want to be there. And they've talked about that. None of these guys want to be there, but they're all making so much money. For, why do you think? Shawn Michaels came back, and Undertaker comes back for those shows. It's a ton of money. But anyway, uh, what's up with the Saudi Arabia shows? From what I remember reading a couple of days ago, they're not going to be doing any Saudi Arabia shows in the uh, for for the in the distant uh, future here. So, and if there are no Saudi Arabia shows, there's no Saudi money coming in. So, I mean, that was a huge amount of money that was coming into the company, and if that's not going to be there, that's a that's a source of revenue that's gone. And if that's the source of revenue that's gone, their bottom line, when they have to talk to their investors, like I said, next week, that's going to be something going forward that they're going to have to say, this is a bunch of money we're no longer going to have to offset the money lost from the, you know, not having WrestleMania with the live crowd and everything else. So, I mean, all these things equal together to say the story of WWE is just trying to save their stock price. That is what this is. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's all about saving the stock price. That's... That's what this all is. Um, but them, you know, I, I think some of the wrestlers who were released were there in, on Monday, right? Sarah Logan, who was there on Monday. So she flew home, mm -hmm. flew back with the coronavirus and the pandemic, wrestled, went home, and then got fired. I mean, man, that's just, Jesus. I just, I don't know. Why not do it after WrestleMania? After WrestleMania, you want to release people, they're home, say, okay, you're home, you know, thank you for all you've done. You know what I mean? Like, it's just such a, it, such a bad look, such a bad look. 
Agreed. I mean, let's just put let's put this honestly here. I mean, these are, you you're messing with people's lives, and I know it's a cutthroat business. And and one of the problem is AEW has a budget. Yes, they're owned by by billionaires, but AEW is trying to make a profit at some point, and AEW might sign four or five people from this list at least at first. Maybe as times goes on, they may bring some of these guys in. From I think here four and there. or five is probably high. Eh. I mean, we'll get into we'll get into that in a few minutes. Yeah. But I mean, NXT. I mean, not NXT. I'm sorry. Impact with the um, the money from Anthem Sports might bring back an EC3 or you know one or two other guys here. ROH with Sinclair's money. Maybe they bring in somebody. Some of these guys may go to Mexico or New Japan. But, but Corey, but I mean, here's the important thing: they're not bringing them in now, right? With this economic climate. Exactly. So I mean, it's a, it's a losing battle for. And so, like I said, I mean, how many of these people are going to be able to say, "I have a job," once everything you know, gets back to normal? One of the things that uh, Wrestling Observer Radio has been doing every, basically every day, they take you know the first forty minutes of their show, they talk about the news and callers, and then they have on independent wrestlers who basically because of the coronavirus have lost bookings, and they allow them to go and talk about what they have going on and all the different things. Of, you know how to get their merch on you know pro wrestling tees and everything, and you know so to try to go and explain to what to the average fan what these people are going through, and you know I was going to get this later on the show, but we can get it to this before we get to the actual names. We spoke about this a couple of weeks ago when we found out that WrestleMania was changing, and the one of the dumbest men in the industry right now went from being off of WrestleMania to now being the Universal Champion, but Braun Strowman's you know comments look. Worse now than they did, you know, a, what, a month ago when uh, he decided to say, uh, well, if you weren't, if this wasn't the job that you were meant to have, you know, don't go hawk your stuff and blah, blah, blah. Now it's his friends and uh, people he's worked with for, you know, on and off for the, what, the last four or five years. Jay? No, I, I couldn't have said it better. It, it, it was a disgusting comment he made at the time. Um, kind of that whole pull yourself up by your bootstraps uh, nonsense, right? So... He said that at the time. It looked bad at the time. It looked bad a couple weeks later. And now it looks absolutely horrible. And he's the champion. So, you know, they, they, there you go. Um, but, yeah, for the people who lost their job, it's, it's just terrible. For the, you know, for, like, what you, those independent wrestlers. We, we don't, you know, unfortunately, we don't talk about them, right? But they've lost their jobs. And, you know, we've talked about service workers. We've talked about, you know, even, you know, I'm a big beer guy, right? We talked about breweries, how, how those are really, really suffering and, you know, things like that. So it's just, it, it's just, it, the economy's falling apart. I mean, that, that's what it comes down to. But I, I guess the thing that bothers me is the WWE, I don't think, had to do this. I think that's what it came down to. I don't think they had, I don't think they had to do this. Not to this level. All these, all these people. You have released Kurt Angle. Okay, I mean, he's not an active performer. You furlough the producers. Okay, that makes sense, right? Releasing all these people. I mean, I, Epico, and, you know, it's it's hard. And we're getting to the names. But some of the people, I can understand it because they haven't maybe been performing for a long time or whatever. I get that a little bit more. But, you know, for some of these people, it's just, it's, I mean, it's wrong across the board. But I, I think some of these releases, they absolutely did not have to do. 
Right. So I mean, and, the names right. And we'll get to the names. Last comment. I mean, like you were saying, you know, sometimes you see some of the names on these lists and you go, you know, they're still with the company. And I think back, back in, you know, June of 2014 when we did, a, when we were doing the show in the past and we had those 11 people who lost their job. And I jokingly said, J, I didn't realize JTE, you know, JTE was still on the roster or Camacho was, was still there. And looking back, you know, it's a, it's a guy's livelihood. And, I don't know what JTG is doing now. I think he he's wrote a couple of like short books or whatever. Yeah, he's. I think he's doing okay. Yeah, I think he's doing okay. Right. I mean, so I mean, you know, you hope for the best for these guys, but you hope that these guys just don't become footnotes in WWE history, and they actually get a chance to to do more. But you know, let's let's get into some of these guys, and some of these guys we're going to go through really fast. Others we'll talk more about. You know, what we think might be going on. But the first name that came out uh, was. Uh, Drake Maverick, who uh, put up one hell of an emotional video um, that Jay, Jay retweeted on our, our Twitter, Workshoot Pod, which really, you know, tug at the heartstrings. I mean, and his situation's even weirder. Earlier this week, he was, uh, he was mentioned that he was going to be in the uh, interim tournament for the Cruiserweights. And in, even in his message, he said, I have three more matches in the WWE. <laughs> so the guy doesn't have a job anymore. But he's still going to be in these matches. It's going to be like the CM. He's going to be like the CM. CM Punk. He's going to win the title and leave. Oh yeah. But it's not going to be because he's going to another company. It's going to be because he's got fired. Oh my god. I mean, not to make fun of it, but Jesus, come on. I mean, like I said, when we're, when we're done with the list, we'll get into where we think some, who we think might get put somewhere else. But Curse, Curse Hawkins, who is, you know, serviceable hand. He was he was actually let go back in 2014 of the last cut. So I mean. If anybody might get back in again, I could see him coming back at some point because he's just been yeah, a company guy. Yeah. The uh, One of the most surprising ones was Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, who were just on WrestleMania, you know, in the biggest biggest match of night one, the, in the you know, with the, uh, featuring The Undertaker and AJ Styles. EC3, who hasn't been used in months, who's a very underrated guy. Who Yeah, now I think EC3 actually has some has had some injury issues. As well, I think he's had some some injury issues, which is part of the thing that's kept him on the sh- kept him out of the loop. But also, they haven't they weren't really using him when he was healthy. So, but I do think there's been some injury issues with him. Right, Leo Rush, who is former cruiserweight champion, and I, I mean, he was a champion like two like a couple of months ago. And I and you know what? I think maybe the writing might have been on the wall for him when we did not see him as one of the eight names in the cruiserweight you know yeah but tournament. But cool. Drake Maverick was in the tournament. Right, that's what we, that's that's what makes it so that's batshit crazy. Doesn't any, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, uh, Eric Young. Uh, oh, by the way, Leo Rush is amazing, fantastic. fantastic. That right. that's a he. We I think we know where he's going when when everything settles down. We'll talk about that momentarily. Uh, Eric Young, who I think when people when he was first brought into the company on NXT, people were a little surprised with his age, but I'm. Um, and then he was barely ever used in the last, basically the last year. So I mean, not surprised on that one. Heath Slater, great hand, wasn't surprised. Aiden English, a former tag team wrestler, had become basically a part-time announcer. Uh, be honest, I didn't watch the show that he was announcing, so I kind of forgot he was with the company. Sorry to say it that way. Uh, Kurt Angle, who was basically, I guess, like more or less like on a Legends deal. Last time we saw him, he had lost to WrestleMania last year to um, Baron Corbin, and I guess he was mostly just doing promotional appearances. Another surprising one was Sarah Logan, 
who was, you know, they, I guess in a way they wrote her off TV when they had her, you know, get injured in the match against um, Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler, yeah. Uh, guy who's been with the company for almost like, 30 years, uh, referee Mike Chioda. That one, that's a big one. Yeah. And he must have been making a lot of money. That's my guess. I They're like, hey, we, we'll put Drake Younger in there and make him the ref and, <laughs> and get rid of Kyoto. Right? Like, I don't know. Because he's been there for, he's going to be making like, he's got to be making a chunk of change. But, I mean, he's a great referee. I, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, unfortunately, he missed a bunch of people, you know, with, you know, illegal chairs. And I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Eric Rowan, who I think we both could say has never been great, but... Until they were, you giving, know. they were giving him a push, and then the writing was on the wall when Drew uh, McIntyre crushed his whatever that thing in the cage was, which was nothing. Right. Once he did that, that was kind of the, the end of Eric Rowan. Whether he was going to be released or not, that's another thing, but we, we figured we wouldn't see much of him again. Right. Uh, we had Primo and Epico, which, another one of those things, we had two great workers, but if you told if you would ask me if they were still on the main roster... I would have been wrong. Yeah, no, I agree a hundred percent. Like I'm, I haven't seen them in. I mean, I haven't seen them in so long. I mean, it has been maybe a year, maybe longer. So again, they're one of those you never want to see anyone to lose their job. I'm not rooting for that at all. That one is a little more understandable. They haven't been around for a long time. They're not doing much with them. They've never really done anything with them. Um, you know, so, and Primo has been there. Oh, my God. He's been in that company so long. Oof. Uh, Mike Kanellis and Maria Kanellis, uh, gone. Um, Mike and, and Mike Kanellis, Mike Kanellis had a really nice thing that he said. He thanked McMahon. He, he you know, uh, said his life's pretty good. Things are good. Um, they've made a lot of money in the wrestling business. I think they signed a big money deal as well last year so i think financially they're okay and so i i think they're okay but and and i also think him or maria will get on somewhere else at some point i mean i feel that either impact i mean like i said we, we're gonna wait a minute but i really feel like impact or our way to bring bring them back you know within a second and, and you know maybe bring him back to be part of you know the kingdom or whatever they're doing with matt taven right now i have no idea but um is that a too big of a deep cut that nobody's going to think about? Uh, Zach <laughs> Nobody knows what the kingdom is. That's, I don't think they know what the kingdom was at, the, at near the end. But uh, Zach Ryder, who uh, stayed with that company for a very long time, is uh, and I could see him coming back. So I mean, I don't. I think that this that him and uh, Curtis Hawkins, I could see both coming back. You know, when this all resolves itself, hopefully. Definitely. Uh, no way, Jose. I think he was a guy who was rushed way too fast in NXT, and they he had a. An opening, you know, when you had house shows, he was a guy that you can get the crowd going, you know, with his conga line thing, but just never really worked out. And then the big one, oh, and we also had Dina Perrazzo, who I, I was a little bit shocked. I mean, the way she was booked, I was surprised that, you know, she still had a job, you know, the way that, how barely she was booked every week. But, I mean. I mean, what happened, what happened to her? I don't know. I mean, she, she has talked about how, I think maybe there was something else going on with her, too. Um and not to be cruel or crude or whatever, but again, she's a fantastic worker. She's good in the ring, mm -hmm. but it did seem like she gained a little bit of weight. Um, you know, I'm not trying to be rude or anything like that. Cause I know, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. but she's a professional athlete. So I'm not trying to compare her to, you know, whatever. So it does seem like she gained a little bit of weight. Um, 
She's been losing a lot. But I'm really surprised. She's a fantastic worker. I liked her gimmick. Um, they just did nothing with her. And I don't know if there was something else behind the scenes that happened. But to me, like, for instance, why is she there? And this is horrible to say, but why is she not there and Aaliyah is there, right? Like, to me, she's a fantastic worker who has potential. Why would they release her? So I feel like there was something else uh, behind the scenes that maybe took place there. Uh, actually, you know what? I didn't even know this one. I just... Uh clipped a couple of updates on some people who have been released. So I guess, well, I'll break this to you. Uh, NXT's MJ Jenkins, who uh, was on a couple episodes of NXT. I thought she had some promise. I don't know if you remember who she is or not, but... Uh, nope. African-American wrestler, uh, I think like her mid-20s. Um, she was, you know, she. I think she was just starting out. Uh, she's gone. Uh, Josiah Williams, who was an on-air talent, who did the theme song... Uh, for um, Adam Cole, when he did like that rap at uh, NXT 25. Okay. He's he unfortunately has lost his position. Um, and Alexandria Jackis, I'm not gonna pronounce that one right, but she was a uh, a writer for the company, and apparently she one of her big things was she was a big part of this Otis Mandy uh, Mandy storyline. So. Oh, okay. And then I think there was at least one other writer who I unfortunately did not see the name of who all were let go. And like I said, some of those people will get jobs. Some of them will unfortunately go by the wayside. But the big name, the biggest name of the group, and I think the one we'll discuss the most about before we get into where some of these guys might lined up, is uh, is Rusev. You, you touched yeah. on it. You know, he might have been working on an extension, you know, coming up here. But... Uh, that was one where I thought I had heard about him asking for his release. I don't know if that was storyline-driven because of the whole Lana-Bobby Lashley thing. But I was a little surprised that they let him go. Uh, Sean Ross Sapp from Fightful.com had said that he's learned that NXT performers that are released will be paid for 30 days, and then they'll be free to go. Don't know if there's a 90-day no-compete in regards to the WWE main roster people. But after hearing that list, which ones like really stand out that uh, you think that we should, uh, that you think we'll either see return to WWE or have a chance, you know, to catch on pretty quick post-corona to another organization? Yeah, I mean, Rusev is the main guy, right? Uh, we just talked about it. He can talk, he can work. He was uh, really good as a baby face. I thought he was actually, unlike Drew McIntyre, who I think it seems... I don't know. I just don't think he clicks as a baby face. I think Rusev really did click as a baby face because he was like kind of naturally like funny and kind of a ball buster. Um, and he was a great heel as well. So I think he's a really, really impressive guy. Um, Anderson and Gallows, I mean, they have relationships all over with New Japan, uh, with eight guys in AEW. So I think they'll get on somewhere no matter what they decide to do. Those are really the three main guys. I think... Diana Perrazzo, I think she could really, really help the AEW Women's Division. The other thing, you know, and I, Corey, and we talked about it before the show, they didn't release that many women. As of like, yet. As of yet, but like, they really did not release many women. Makes some sense to a certain extent because Raw and SmackDown's Women's Divisions are very shallow, like not very top heavy, not a ton of women in that division. But NXT, you'd think maybe they would. They would cut some of the women there, maybe some of the women that we don't really see. 
But on the other hand, those women don't make a lot of money. So like it would it would make sense to not release them. Um, I think the other big guy is Leo Rush. I think uh, he's awesome. He really is tremendous in the ring. On the mic, he is great as well. He's young, so he's still not even there yet. So I really, really like Leo Rush. I think he's got a lot, a lot of potential. Um, you know, I think Sarah Logan can help out a women's uh, roster. I think Aiden English, who is only 32, who says he wants to keep wrestling. We know he's great on the mic, multi-talented guy. Um, I think he, he goes somewhere. You know, Eric Young's a, a veteran. Maybe he goes back to Impact. Uh, EC3 is interesting. I think he's a guy that maybe goes back to Impact. He could be an AW, but... I know a lot of people like EC3. I think as an in-ring performer, he leaves a lot to be desired. Um, on the mic, he's great, so I think Impact would be good for him. I thought going Primo, I mean, who the hell knows? Um, maybe Zack Ryder comes back. No way Jose. I don't know what happens with him. Um, Mike Kyoto. I mean, I don't know. He'll be a ref somewhere. Um, so yeah, I think that's kind of a little bit of a rundown. Kurt Hawkins, um, he'll probably be, they'll probably sign him back with the WWE. So um, I think that the big names are Anderson and Gallows, um, Leo Rush, and Rusev. I think those are the th the four big names that I think will end up being maybe prime guys on somebody on some other company's roster at some point. You know, guys like you know Rusev being possibly a world champ somewhere. Because I think he has that potential. Yeah, I mean, like I said, there's a lot of there's a lot of people to go through on there. I mean, I do think that there are there could be more to come. So I mean, I think this is a very this is a developing story as the uh, as the night goes on. You know, on who may or may not survive the cuts. But of the people who were let go today, I would agree with you. I think Rusev, Leo Rush, Anderson, and Gallows. Um. I don't know if I, Dino Perrazzo, I get, I could see being someone who can make an impact. And I think, you know what, there's a good chance that she might wind up in uh, ROH due to the fact that uh, I believe her, uh, her fiancé or husband is, you know, kind of the secondary booker there in um, Marty Scroll. Yeah, that's that's true. And, and from what I read, she was on track to be, uh, they were going to make her a big star in, um, in that in that in that spot you know in the women of honor i should say so they were going to do something with her pretty big and then they kind of she left went to the wwe and so what what happened happened you know i mean it's it's interesting i mean i think that and like i said this very beginning aw could only sign so many of these people you know i mean because like we spoke last week uh on saturday when we did our show about you know the revival coming in to more than likely AEW, you've got a huge tag team division. I mean, you would think that Gallows and Anderson are the Young Bucks' friends from uh, from their time in uh, New Japan. That you, you would think maybe if they want to go there, they have a they'd have a spot. I mean, they I don't know if they burn that bridge with New Japan, where Carl Anderson could very well be you know go back to New Japan and be a single star again. So, I, mean, I, I think I don't. I don't know. He's got young kids and everything. I don't know that he wants to go back to that go, schedule again. Want to go back to Japan? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, who knows? But I just don't see that as an option. Yeah, and like I said, I th and Leo Rush is a guy who 
I think as long as I mean I've heard in the past that Leo Rush has some, rubbed some people the wrong way. I mean that's what I've, yeah, I've read. No, it sounds like yeah, absolutely. I mean I think that's 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 out there for sure. So I mean he could have he might have burned some bridges at other companies. So you don't know if there's a guarantee that he'll be open arms to all these companies. He'll be like Leo Rush, you know, one of the top ten you know high flyers maybe in the world right now. Come on in and you know be be the face of our company. But I mean. I don't see. I, I think he'll he'll get work. I mean, the one guy in that list that I think is going to have a trial, maybe getting a job right away, might be like a no way Jose, you know? Because I mean, he's very limited, and uh, yeah, I just don't know if that great. thing really did anything. He's not great. I, I think it's going to be hard for him too. I really do. I like this gimmick at first. I think they could have done something with it. I think he should have stayed in NXT for longer and like developed himself a little bit more. They. Moved up to the main roster, did the stupid Adam Rose thing. Yeah, I was about to say the same he, thing. Yeah. You know, he wasn't a main roster for a while, so hopefully he made a couple bucks. He also did a kind of a, I don't know, Instagram, Twitter, some video post mm-hmm. where he seemed okay. You know, he didn't. He wasn't too emotional. He's like, I'm going to figure it out, and, and something good's going to happen for me. And so, you know, he does seem like a nice guy, so hopefully he does. And all, all these people, you, you want... To even whether you like them a lot as wrestlers or not, you want to see them end up back on their feet. Um, like I said, the, you know, the four people I named are the people who I think are, have the most chance of that. And Deanna Perrazzo, I think, is going to get a job somewhere at some point and be. I think AEW should sign her. I think if if they sign if they can sign anyone immediately, she would be the person because she can add so much to their division. You know, speaking about the NX, the uh, AEW women's division, we did not get into the, uh, the the last group of people who were unfortunately uh, let go slash possibly fur, uh, furloughed. Furloughed. Um, Thank you. I don't usually say that word, so it wasn't the first thing on my mind. But we had a bunch of um, producers for the WWE who were let go also today, and it's not sure. Well, I think they. Oh, I think they were on their furlough. So all I of them, that- or. Uh, I think they, from what I've read, I think it was, I think all the TV producers are furloughed. Oh, okay. I don't think, I don't, I mean, we'll we'll, we'll have to get confirmation on that, but I think a lot of them are furloughed and not out and out released. Well, those... Um, I'll see see if I can check on that. Right, but if he, I'm going to say right now, if he was totally let go, the first person besides wrestlers that AEW should sign is Fit Finley, because apparently from everything you hear and you read... Fit Finley is one of the major reasons why the uh, NXT and WWE women's divisions are as strong as they are when it comes to storytelling and in-ring and everything. So, I mean, if, if there's anybody you can bring in, especially working with, you know, the Dean Malinkos, who is there now, and the, and the Dustin Rhodes, who apparently do a lot of the stuff with the women's division, with, with of course, Kenny Omega... But that would be a guy that, you know, you would sign, you know, possibly right away. But uh, other people who were either fur- uh, who were furloughed or are gone, Lance Storm, Billy Kidman, Mike Rotundo, whose son is basically, you know, one of the biggest stars in the company, uh, Pat Buck, Sean Devari, Scott Armstrong, Sarah Stock, and uh, the Hurricane Shane Helms. So, I mean, yeah, we're going to see what and, happens. And, and, and so those people, again, hopefully... I. I think some of those people are going to be back because, like, they have to be back. Like, they need producers for their shows. And producers, uh, for you guys, are, are less of, hey, we're writing a storyline or whatever. They're more the person who kind of helps set the matchup. They help set storyline things up. They're not necessarily booking things, but they help 
kind of with character development and they help with storylines and they, they help, um, you know, I would say get things over, you know, giving wrestlers different ideas, things like that. Um, so they are really, really important to the product and to the things that happen. Um, they also help out with live shows because obviously Vince and Triple H and whatever, they're not at every live show. So a lot of these, these producers are backstage and they're really setting up the live events. They're not having any live events, obviously. So some of those people are, you know, quote unquote necessary right now. So them being furloughed, that I'm not going to kill them for because it makes some sense. Um, but, you know, yeah. and we'll have more information on that at Work Shoot Pod um, to let you know exactly, you know, who's been furloughed, who hasn't. Um, but that's kind of the sense we get. Most of the producers have been furloughed, but we'll, we'll get confirmation on that for you. There's so much news and so much stuff flying around right now, and they're talking about cutting even more people. So we'll keep you updated on Twitter at Work Shoot Pod. Absolutely. And uh, I think that's a good good place to, you know, end this week's episode unless you have some more stuff. But we'll be back. Uh, we'll try to be back tomorrow with our regular episode talking about well, dark. Who knows? Be more, there might be more people released, so we might have more information anyway. That's true. But uh, hopefully we'll be talking about this week's episode of Dark Side of the, uh, dark side of the Ring with uh, Jimmy Snuka, this week's AEW and NXT shows with the big title match on AEW. And seeing what they do with Riddle, uh, with the tag team titles, apparently they're facing Undisputed Era tonight with a mystery partner. So we'll see what happens with that. And, you know, the start of this Cruiserweight uh, interim ch- uh, tournament, which Drake uh, Drake's going to be part of. And we'll see how many wins he gets, which I don't think will be many. But, um, Jason, as you said, uh, work shoot uh, pod, our Twitter. Of course, check out our sister uh podcast you don't know jackie podcast um and we hope to have jason back on again so he can uh talk about all the things on his mind and you know most likely kill me in the process which he does quite well every week on multiple platforms but um also be sure to check out brian drake friend of the podcast fantasy football hustle and also subscribe on youtube please check out morton's law the brand new podcast former guest and friend of the pod, Christopher Morton, weekly. Check out, you know, all of our great work and continuing coverage at Workshoot Pod. We'll both be on that over the next couple of days and hours looking at it. But, uh, Jason, I think the, uh, the floor is yours. I think we're done here. See ya. I'm gutless. I'm, I'm a phony. I'm gutless. Let's analyze that. Who fires people around here? You or Funkman over here, huh? Who? Let, let me ask you a question, Johnny Funkman. Did you personally, face to face, fire Vladimir Kozlov on Friday, huh? Did you? Did you fly yourself to Florida to tell Harry Smith, yes, his name is Harry, not David Hart Smith, that he was no longer needed here? Huh? Did you tell Chris Masters, somebody who over the past year has worked his ass off to get better, did you fire him face to face and did you call him up and say, hey kid, it's a budget thing, best of luck in your future endeavors. Don't call me gutless. You have him do your dirty work. This isn't, this isn't about him, this isn't about you.